Hi, and welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast, co-hosted by Abby Fearing, the Badass Breastfeeder, and Diane Cassidy, IBCLC. This episode is brought to you by Spandice, an ice and heat therapy wrap for all your postpartum recovery and breastfeeding needs. Heat therapy is perfect for breast ailments such as engorgement and mastitis. Now you can have it in a comfortable wrap you can move around with. Check out the Spandice postpartum recovery wrap at spandice.com forward slash badass. That's S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com forward slash badass. And you can find the link in our description. Hey, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm Diane, the Lactation Consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. I always say like the Lactation Consultant. I don't know. Like there's no That's other lactation want. consultant in the world or anything. Well, I say the, the badass lactation. breastfeeder, but I am certainly not the only badass breastfeeder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So I have a little segue of a story, which um, I don't know. It'll, it doesn't go, but then again, you know, nothing does. So I was wearing my badass breastfeeding t-shirt the other day mm. mm-hmm. and my daughter, I had picked up my daughter and her friend and my son and, um, they were like, what's on your shirt? And I said, oh, it's my badass breastfeeder t-shirt. And then they started getting into this whole breastfeeding conversation. And Oh, here we go. Fastener um, seatbelt. I know, right? So my friend or my daughter's friend was like, you know, Jess, you're never, you're going to have to breastfeed. You're like, never going to not <laughs> be able to. And I go, I will relactate just to feed your children if it comes down to that because like that's the way it's gonna have to be and my daughter it was so funny because my daughter goes of course i never thought that i wouldn't breastfeed of course i would breastfeed eve breastfed well and she was cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah like oh my god i don't know where this conversation's going but (laughs) anyway um we are going to talk about milk sharing. And I always feel like at the beginning of every episode, I'm like, ooh, this is a hot topic. But like, this really is. <laughs> I know. Here's another one. Yeah. We like to pick those anyway. I know. We want to pick the controversial stuff. But this yes. is uh, this is a hot topic. The I mean, Milk and, sharing is really yeah. like debatable. Yeah, it is. And it's kind of silly. So when we talk about milk sharing, we're talking about what I think when people refer to milk sharing, they think of like donor milk. Mm-hmm. Or like somebody pumping milk for them for the, for somebody else to feed their baby with a bottle, right? But the other kind of milk sharing we are going to refer to as cross nursing, which is you just breastfeeding somebody else's baby or another person breastfeeding your baby. And we're call- some people are like, why aren't you calling it wet nursing? And I'll tell you why because within the context of our culture, um, wet nursing has roots in slavery, where slave women on you know, would be breastfeeding the slave owners' babies. And that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about voluntary breastfeeding of somebody else's baby. And so the new term that's kind of going around out there is cross-nursing, and that is more uh, descriptive of what we're talking about. Yeah. So people get a little freaked out by this. They get really freaked out by it. Mm-hmm. So people are freaked out by the milk sharing by pumping your milk and then giving it to somebody else. And then they double freak out if you're going to nurse somebody else's baby. <laughs> Remember, who was it that did that? Like Selma Hayek, I think. Yeah. And people were like, I, oh! she, I think she went to like, yeah, I feel like she just went to Africa and was like breastfeeding all the babies. I know. It was fantastic. Which I want to, I actually, yeah. I mean, there was a time, I don't remember when. 
But I remember there was like a really, you know, some hormonal time in my career as a mother, short career as a mother. <laughs> where I was like, I just want my job to be like going to the NICUs and just breastfeeding all the babies. Oh like, I just want to go like just around breastfeeding all, all kinds of babies. I would have totally done that. I would have totally done it. Yeah. It's, and people really, and I don't, I don't know. Like, I really, I guess in some way in my head, I can understand that people would think that maybe this is iffy, you know, in a way. Well, people but think it's like the unsanitary other, or something. Yeah, but it, but when you really think about it, like if you really, really think about it, it's not. And it's kind of how things happened for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, and people I think now, oh, I don't know what they're putting in their system. But a lot of that goes with the being uneducated with how your milk is made, too. Exactly. Yep. Um, I remember reading once that people used to put ads out or used to actively look for someone to cross nurse their baby. This is way back, like way, 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 way back in the you know early 1900s or whatever. And they believed that like if a woman had red hair, that would give their child a fiery attitude. Or a fiery oh my God. Oh, that's so funny. Like, so they were looking for very specific characteristics in a woman to huh. nurse their child. Um, and I just think that's so interesting, you know, like, but there, when I worked for WIC, we were up on the, um, the building I was in was up on the fourth floor and there was also like early intervention was up there and nurse family partnership. And there was one time where a woman from nurse, one of the nurses from nurse family partnership came over to me and she's like, I have these clients and the daughter is nursing her mother's baby. Cause they actually both had babies right around the same time. The mother oh, and the daughter. Oh my God. And yeah. she's like, the, the daughter is nursing her mother's baby. Is that Okay. The, her sister. She's nursing her sister. Yeah. Or brother. Or what, yeah, however it worked. Wow. Or maybe it was a Yeah. But she, I was like, yeah, that's fine. And she goes, <laughs> it is. She goes, I just, I wasn't sure. I just wanted to. And she was one of the nurses. And she's yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm please, just, nurses. Yeah. She's like, I'm just not sure. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's totally fine. It's fine. And she's like, okay. You know, and I've had people tell me too that like their babysitter, like their baby was crying. And so their babysitter breastfed them or maybe their sister like a lot of times you'll find siblings yeah. have kids around the same time mm-hmm. and they're like oh yeah my my sister nurses my baby when she's over there or whatever it's, fi- it's yeah, fine yeah what's the difference i mean you gotta go through the whole process of pumping it out so you can put it in a bottle so you can put it in their mouth <laughs> i mean you know it's the whole the baby's right there you're right there you're the babysitter like you know we can just cut out the middleman yeah it's been happening for a million years yeah well see that's the thing is that people are people are freaked out about breastfeeding Period. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so, you know, because breastfeeding just in general is just not seen a lot in our culture. And then, so then you're going to put on top of it, you know, this kind of twist of something that you even more, like, don't hear about. Or you think of as being, you know, kind of this ancient practice that nobody does anymore. And that's, you know, that's a weird old thing that people did. And, you know, when really, I mean, it's got... It's just as useful now as it ever has been. And what do people think, you know, that 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 people did before formula? Right. You know, if you're having difficulty breastfeeding or you're going, you know, you're away or whatever. I mean, do you, they didn't just leave babies unfed. Uh, you know, people just nursed them. Other people nursed them. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And when one of the hospitals that I worked at here um, had a, we have a very high, um, or that Pacific hospital has a high rate of um, immigrants that are that are there having babies. So mm. you'll see we have a lot of people like from Somalia and um, Ethiopia and different parts of Africa and stuff and, and just all these different countries that have migrated here. And why Rochester, New York, I'll never know. But they've migrated here and, you know, they're having babies. And it still is a culture where they believe that colostrum is not a thing. You know, have you ever heard that? before where no oh yeah it's like a huge cultural thing where they're like i don't have milk until the milk comes in like there's nothing they believe that there's really nothing there there's no colostrum and they will feed the baby bottles in the hospital until their milk comes in and then they'll start breastfeeding oh interesting i remember saying to somebody one time and this is when i first started there i was and not quite a lactation consultant yet but i was like well what would they do if they were in their own country and my boss was like somebody else would feed the baby and i was like oh Well, that makes sense, you know, like because they live in these cultures and these communities where everybody's helping everybody and, you know, they just somebody else nurses a baby. So so it's a common practice in some of these cultures. Yeah. For somebody else to breastfeed your baby in the in the first few days of life. Yeah, I believe it is. Wow. So those babies don't get colostrum. No, they might not. Huh. Which I mean, I'm sure, you know, they're obviously healthy yeah that's just interesting how these cultural things develop yeah i remember bringing a there was a mama that her and her baby were separated for some reason i can't remember and she was from somewhere in africa and i brought a pump in because we wanted her to start pumping you know to kind of jumpstart her supply just like we do here Mm -hmm. and she just looked at me she laughed she's (laughs) like what do you want me to do with that like (laughs) it's not doing anything i don't have anything right now like very very strong belief that there was nothing until the milk came in mm. so i mean that was her culture so i wasn't gonna like you know down that but then somebody in her own country somebody else would have fed the baby yeah until- and then when they come here so then they're using formula is mm-hmm. that right yes okay yep and then day whatever four or five whatever the milk comes in then they switch baby to the breast right well, there goes the whole nipple confusion argument. <laughs> there was also, I remember a time where we had nurses, a couple nursing students that were like hanging out with lactation once in the hospital. And they were watching a video and something was brought up about milk sharing. And one mm-hmm. of the nurses was like, is that actually okay? Like to give, and like I said, they're nursing students, but she was like to give the baby someone else's milk. And my boss, and my boss, granted, she was, I learned so much from her. She was an amazing lactation consultant. And she goes, well, do you know where that cow comes from that you get the formula from? <laughs> and I was like, you know, cause it's like, if you really think, why do we think that something that is made artificially from God knows where that isn't even sterile mm-hmm. or clean? Mm-hmm. Why do we think mm-hmm. that that's better than somebody else's milk? Why yeah. is that better? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there is just this, we think, well, what, yeah, you, you know, we talk about, well, they, they don't have, they don't eat very healthy, you know, they're, they're, you know, a part of their body is going to go inside of my baby. What if there's like germs on it? <laughs> you know, there's, I don't know, you know, people know. think it's just people are totally freaked out by it. And, and there's a lot of reasons it doesn't even have to be. Um, I mean, if you live in a situation where you're having difficulty breastfeeding um, and you're actually in a situation where 
somebody else could full-time breastfeed your baby, like, that would be awesome. I mean, a lot of, especially in, in our country, we don't live kind of in village settings like that. So it's, it's difficult to find people who are just around that much. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because in, in villages, everybody's kind of there. So there's just, you know, it's time for the baby to feed. There's always going to be somebody there. But here we live in our houses and there's always, you know, a fence and a locked door and all this. Yeah. And so it's a little bit more difficult to have that set up. But probably people who live in houses with like big families or something. I mean, you can certainly just be the baby can be feeding from whoever's lactating. Right. You know, and I mean, I don't, you know, yeah. You but- could do that. It's this, not as common. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is definitely, it's it's not as common here, but this is becoming, like, I think the medical world is realizing how important it is because a lot of the hospitals are doing milk bank, milking, you know, milk bank Well, programs. that's what I was going to, yeah, kind of transition into talking about was because, you know, we, we, yeah, there's this kind of, it's a little, it's still not as common, but it's, it's something that at least. People maybe, especially if they're listening to this podcast, they may have heard it about like donor milk and milk banks and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's not a ton of milk bank. There's a lot of milk banks, I think, in other parts of the world. But um, mm-hmm. in our country, you know, they're they're starting to pop up a little bit more. And milk banks are – it is so cool because, I mean, they, they pasteurize it and they, you know. Well, I was going to say there is a process to what the milk goes through in those situations. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a huge process. It is pasteurized. It's sterilized and all of that yeah. stuff. It's like probably what, like scalded and I don't know. They have a whole thing treated they do. Somehow. And, the, you know, everybody's screened. You know, people are screened. It's just like, you know, if you're donating blood, you're not just like donating blood. Sure. It's the same passing process. Passing your yeah blood to the next person or anything like that but they are you know it's, it's very 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 regimented and and very structured um but those you know those milk banks are giving milk to hospitals that want it for sick babies because they're they it is very well known that this will help babies or premature babies like yeah. you were just talking about yeah absolutely premature babies sick babies all of that stuff and if moms for some reason don't have the milk to give the baby these hospitals are able to offer human milk because it's what mm-hmm. the babies need to sometimes to survive. And, um, but that's not a program that's everywhere. That's just, you know, right. that's just in some places. There's, I mean, there's a lot of informal milk sharing because I think people yes, are really. There's a lot yeah. of informal milk sharing. Yeah. Well, and first of all, like if you were to go to a milk bank, it, you could get milk from a milk bank. Like anybody can buy milk from a milk bank, but it is expensive. Mm-hmm. So people just sometimes will do informal milk sharing. Um, and there's, yeah, there's organizations that can help you. There's human milk for human babies, eats on feet. Yeah, all that stuff. These places like connect, help connect you. Now, sometimes. I've witnessed lots of, I have a lot of friends who have pumped for other babies, who have gotten donor milk. I mean, here in Chicago, the the, the network of informal milk sharing is huge. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty big here too. And in fact, I had somebody the other day ask me about um, about milk sharing, and I've had a lot of clients that have sh- helped share milk, or I've connected people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's definitely important. I I think it's important to know where the milk is coming from. Sure. Um, and that's more because I've read I've read stories about how people will say, "Oh yeah, I've got milk to donate or to sell." Mm-hmm. And it's not even human milk. 
Yeah, right. You have to know, you do have to trust the source. Yeah, so definitely Because you don't, just like anything, you know, you're going to want to trust the source of what it's coming from. Mm -hmm. As long as you know that it's breast milk from a lactating person. Right. You know, it's fine. And I think that's why, like, people like to go through other people, you know, like, people might say, oh, do you have a friend or do you know anybody or do you have any clients right now who are, and then you can hook them up with somebody that, you know, that can, that can share milk with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really, and there's, you know, a lot of times too, I'll see moms that would like to do donor milk, but dads that don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. And that's very common. And that's hard because moms are like, but I want the baby to have just breast milk. And dads yeah. are like, I'm not agreeing to that. Yeah. That, well, just any kind of disagreement like that is very frustrating. It is. It is. And I had a, there was a story, I have a story on my blog. It's from, I can't think of their names right now, but um, these two men who adopted a baby and um, the woman who gave these, this couple, their baby, the baby um, pumped for them and shipped them her milk for, I don't know, six months or something like that. So that the baby could have breast milk. Oh. And they, you know, they adopted the baby and went home and then they would get their shipment of milk from the mom and they would feed the baby her breast milk. Wow. I know. Like, it so is cool. just amazing. I've had, I had a situation here locally where a mother died in childbirth and mm. women were donating milk to this family for a year. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, just local women that, you know, what, and it is an amazing gift. We, when we were in Cleveland this weekend, um, there was a mom that told me that she's, I think you were, I think you might have been out wandering around, or maybe you were doing your talk on attachment. I would don't wander around. What's that? I was never just wandering around. No, no, you never just wandered around. But um, (laughs) I wandered. I will say that. I I definitely wandered. No, we were always working very hard. (laughs) But I think it was when you were doing your your attachment talk because this one Mm -hmm. woman came up and she had her baby in a carrier and um, she was talking about um, that her baby is getting breast milk from donors because she has insufficient glandular tissue and she had insufficient Mm -hmm. glandular tissue obviously with her first one too. And went through a long process of trying to get the baby milk. And now this baby was on breast milk and it's donor milk. And, you know, she has a friend who's donating to her. And she's like, kind of feel bad because she's, you know, pumping extra. And go, that is such a gift that she's giving you, though. Like, it is such, I mean, the women that I know that have donated milk, like, they are so proud. And they are so, I know, so happy to be able to do that. Yeah, I know. We talked about this on like, I think it was, I don't know what episode it was. We talk about everything all the time. But, um, you know, we talk about women um, or breastfeed or people who pump that have an oversupply and they fill these like deep freezers with like thousands of ounces of milk and stuff. And again, you know, we, we tried to, to reiterate in that episode, like that's not normal. You know, just because you're not pumping like that doesn't mean that you don't have a healthy milk supply. Like those people are massive over oversupply people overproducers um but they're also wonderful like they you know because you can actually take steps to kind of get your milk under control but they don't do that they just pump like crazy and they donate it and they you know i mean it's really like taking this kind of problem and turning it into this gift for all babies yeah i mean i have a friend 
right now who like went into she had her second her second baby's about six months but before she had him she was like well i plan to donate this you know plan to donate again this time so she was already gearing up because she knew she was Mm going to be donating her milk um and she has been she's been donating all along to different mothers that need it one being a downs baby and you know one Mm. another mama that needed i can't remember what her situation was but like she's very open and willing and and loves to be able to share that to give other babies and that's everybody i've ever met that has given up milk that's how they felt about it it's a gift it truly is to be able to do that and if somebody offers to give you milk or says i'll pump for you they want to do that nobody's going to just say that they want to they truly want to do that for your baby how about a word from our sponsor? This episode is brought to you by Spandice, ice and heat therapy wraps you can reposition based on your specific postpartum recovery needs. Ice is perfect for C-section recovery, postpartum back pain, and much more. It also offers abdominal support too. What's not to love? Heal faster with the Spandice postpartum recovery wrap at spandice.com forward slash badass. That's S-P-A-N-D hyphen I-C-E dot com forward slash badass. And you can find the link in our description. And if they do, I mean, if it's somebody that you know that's offering you this milk and you really, you know, you really need it, like there's, there's nothing wrong with taking that, you know, like some people kind of go, oh, well, are you on medication and are you doing this and what about this and you know, do you have a clean lifestyle and, you know, all this other stuff. But if you I mean, know and that it's okay person, to ask those, you know, it's okay to ask like, so are you taking any medications? Because, you know, you're, you know, you're going to feed this to your baby. Like, you know, I understand. I would ask too. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't ask what your diet is because who cares? Because <laughs> as we were talking about, it doesn't make any difference. That's right. not how your body makes milk. Um, but if you're But I would I would maybe ask like what medications are you taking just so I could like, you know, check up most like 99.9% of the medications are totally safe, but I would probably just double check to make sure that that's one of the safe ones and you know, say, you know, well, I don't know what other questions I would ask. I don't probably just medications. I don't know, do you have I would I do know. more like just know. medications probably. Um I like to know Sometimes it, and I don't want anybody to think that this necessarily matters because breast milk is breast milk. And I think if you're getting it at any age, that's good. But some people like the babies to be right around the same. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't, yeah, it might be more beneficial for like a newborn to have newborn milk Mm -hmm. rather than like milk, you know, from like six month old or something. Six month old or even two year old, you know, people are pumping all. Yeah. Or I've had people say I have, you know, I I have milk in the freezer that still has colostrum in it because it was the first week. Can I Mm -hmm. give that to, you know, somebody's baby or whatever? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. That's great milk to give to a baby. But I don't want anybody to not take milk from somebody or to not give milk to somebody, even if they're, you know, the ages don't match up. It's nice if you can make that work, but especially with like long term donors. Mm -hmm. But um. No, we had a donor. We had a situation. It is in still our- far superior right. to anything else you can give your baby, Absolutely. even if the ages are off. And we had a situation had a in the peds office where, in fact, I had a couple of situations like this where the mom had had a double mastectomy and oh, uh-huh. got donor milk. And the pediatricians were like, yeah, she's feeding donor milk. I mean, like nobody was freaked out about it. Everybody was fine. But um, some you will sometimes get some pushback from 
others. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, that's what happens when people don't, what, that's what happens mostly when people don't understand. Yeah. People don't understand that it's perfectly safe. People don't understand that this is how humans have survived <laughs> for the entire time we've been on this planet. Yeah. You know, it's just ignorance. You know, people don't, people don't know. And, and once you, once you learn and once you know, there's so many doors that open up for you. I mean, there's people all the time on my, you know, on the page that are like, Hey, I have this milk, you know, I don't want to throw it away. I don't know what to do with it. I'd love to give it to somebody or, um, you know, I need milk because I'm, you know, for whatever reason, somebody wants donor milk, they're looking for it. You know, it's all, it's all good. Now, I have to say, though, that the World Health Organization, now you might have heard this somewhere along the way, but I remember learning this very early on, and I've passed it along. I even talked about this actually in my talk in Cleveland, that the World Health Organization says that babies should be fed with their mother's milk. If they cannot breastfeed from their mother, they should have their mother's pumped milk. And mm-hmm. that is not something that can happen they should have another mother's pumped milk mm-hmm. and if they cannot mm-hmm. have that then and only then should formula be added into the mix mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. not even like in the hierarchy of feeding formula is like not anywhere near the top choice at all it's, it's when nothing it's when breast milk is not possible right that's why that adoption is the only time like, yeah that's it was never meant to be the only thing that ever sustained a baby it was meant to be for you know mothers who died in childbirth mothers that were not available mm-hmm. to breastfeed um you know mothers that were whatever I, I believe that one of the biggest times that formula came out was when world war ii started yeah. and all the dads right. went off to war and moms went had to go to work which yep. they weren't doing that before then Mm-hmm. So it really was never like, oh, here's, you know, like it was. And then it became the most, one of the most profitable things in this country. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so here comes the marketing that says it's just as good as breast milk. And, you know, and then you get all of these people who are like, oh, well, this is superior and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, we really, I mean, we came real close to eradicating breast milk, breastfeeding in this country based on, you know. Yeah. A corp marketing. Right. Based basically. Marketing. Yeah. There was, I read this blog one time and I wish, or no, it wasn't even a blog. It was an actual story written by um, like a freelance, either freelance photographer or freelance writer that was in different, con- going to different countries and, you mm-hmm. know, writing experiences and stuff. And I wish I had kept it because they were talking about how in, they were in Malaysia and in Malaysia, they would just put a pitcher of breast milk on the table. And they were like, and when they, this person asked about it, they said, well, it's food. Why, why wouldn't you eat it? It's food. That's what you do with it. But that totally freaks people out, but it does Mm -hmm. not freak people out to put a pitcher of cow's milk on the table. Right. It doesn't, you know, people don't, it's, 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 it's incredible how powerful culture is it is to me it's really really fascinating i mean it can totally cultural norms develop and they cultural norms are so powerful they can have you drinking the milk of another species (laughs) and you not even questioning (laughs) you're not even questioning it (laughs) totally normal you're like this is regular milk is this regular milk or is this breast milk I mean, it's you know, just... ew, I don't want to drink breast milk. That's gross. Right. I mean, you know, I don't want to drink breast milk either. 
because I mean, I'm a part of this culture. I mean, like I, you know, I don't know if somebody put a pitcher of breast milk on the table, I'd be like, okay, I'm so sure I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this taste. I tasted my own breast milk. I mean, uh, you know, I would drink, I would drink it when I was feeling sick or a sore throat, man, take a little shot of your breast milk. That's mm-hmm. sore throat. Gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. I can't. You know, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask. Milk grosses me out. I can't I know, milk do any of it. Too. I can't do any milk. And maybe it's because we don't actually see where, it, you know, like with cow's milk, we know, okay, it's cow's milk, but we don't see it coming out of the cow. Although right, I do know people true. that drink raw cow's milk. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But with human milk, we go, okay, this is out of somebody's body. It's from body. a cow. Like, I can't even, I can't even do it anymore. I, I just can't. I thought about it too much. I'm like, I'm not that. That came out of a cow. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, that was supposed to be for a baby cow. I know. Baby not cow. to get too political, but that's what they do. You know, you have a cow, you have the, the cow has a baby cow, and then they take the baby cow away, and then they milk the cow for the milk. Yeah. That's how we get milk. So it's poor like baby cow. and then the poor we, baby cow given cow formula. <laughs> but we we look at this, you know, we look at human milk and we're just like, oh my gosh, this is I can't give my baby somebody else's human milk, but we can mm-hmm. give them another species milk instead. And people really are comfortable with that choice. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people, like I said, a lot of times the dads will be uncomfortable with it or people don't want to tell anybody that that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to tell their doctor that that's what they're doing. I've had moms that, you know, they, their babies were in the hospital and the hospital was like, you have to supply us with, and it would be, it was ridiculous. I remember this one specific, very specific situation where, the, and it was like maybe just Billy Lights or something, blood sugar, something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a preemie. But that you have to supply us with 60 mLs of your breast milk for the baby. And it was like, first of all, the mom doesn't have, it's like day two or day three, you know, like, (laughs) and second of all, right, the baby shouldn't even be getting that much. But this is how, this is what happens. And she, the poor mom was like, didn't want the baby to have formula or whatever. And the, so the doctor, who happens to be a friend of mine though calls me and is like, well, you know, and I go, doesn't she have somebody who give her some milk? <laughs> like, you know? And the doctor was yeah. like, Oh yeah, maybe we could do that. And sure enough, she did. And they were like, Oh wow, your milk came in great. And she's like, I know like overnight came right in. Like, <laughs> you know, because they just, you can't, if they had, I, and I've also had mothers that have gone in and said, I'm getting milk from a friend and they like put a red mark on their chart, you know, yeah. like they're like, Oh no, you can't do that. Right. So it's sometimes it's, you know, people feel like they cannot be honest about it. And honestly, it's your baby. If that's I mean, what you want to yeah, do. I mean, if, you, if you think that somebody is going to say no, I I would wouldn't tell them either. Yeah. Half the stuff they're asking you is none of their business anyway. <laughs> I go to the pediatrician's office and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is this? I'm in a medical office. Why are you asking me about these things? Right. This has nothing to do with, with. His medical health. Yeah. And really, like, bottom line, it is your baby. And if you want your baby to have donor milk, you know where that donor is from, you're safe with it, you feel comfortable with it, like, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You've weighed your choices, you know what's going on, Mm -hmm. like, there's... 
But and if you're, you know, and if you're doing it, oh, I was going to say this earlier. The only thing that I get really worried about is people who are selling breast milk. That yeah, that's, I think that's weird. Yeah, I do think that just in the nature of like what it is right now, as far as breastfeeding moms in the community, and when I hear somebody saying like, oh, I've got breast milk for sale, I'm like, nah, I don't know. Mm-mm. It didn't cost you anything to make it, so what are you selling it for? All right, they're trying to profit off it, and those are the ones yeah, that I'm like, just, I'm not sure if that's really milk. Yeah, then it, then you're kind of like, well, whatever. And then you hear like sometimes this goes around on Facebook. Sometimes there's like bodybuilders who are like messaging like, hey, I would like to uh, pay you money for your breast milk. Yeah, because they'll like drink it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's up to you. I kind of would. <laughs> if I ever responded really well to a pump, and I could like pump for somebody who wanted to pay me for my breast milk, I don't know. I can't, I don't, I can't tell you right now. I'd say no. Oh, man. You know, I mean, I guess it would probably, probably the better thing would be to, you know, donate it to a, to a milk bank. So I'd probably run into like, just like a conscience thing with that. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's like, you know, with, as far as the informal milk sharing goes, or the cross nursing, this is your business. This is your baby. This is your business. It's on you to like figure it out. And, you know, we're telling you that, you know, this is human milk. I mean, this is this is what your body makes and what your what your baby is designed to drink, and it's fine. And you ask all the questions that you want to ask, and make sure it's a trustworthy person, and and you're good to go. You are. It's all good. And that's that's your story today. On that's our cross nursing story. Cross nursing and milk share. Yes. So go share some milk. And, yeah. <laughs> and and if you could please uh leave a review for our podcast um that would really help us out we really appreciate it yeah thank you and we'll see you later bye bye, bye.